Welcome to Link Together, a family center program. I'm so excited to have you along as we share our stories. Hello, I'm so glad that you're going to be with us today as we explore what it means to share your family's stories. Sharing stories is often one of the first things that families are asked to do. So what I really wanna know is how does it make you feel to share you know, very personal and sometimes very difficult stories Sometimes you re telling that story or hearing somebody's story, you're right back in that moment. And, and again, I, I think there's an emotional cost to that, but I also think there's power in that too. So um, yeah, how do, you feel, how, how do you feel about it? Do you tell everything? <laughs> do you hold some back? Like, yeah, I think it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on the situation. It depends on who you're talking to, how comfortable you feel. For me, some of my stories and telling them is, is liberating. Uh, you know, I, I have to work through emotions and, and they do help me work through emotions. Sometimes it's scary, you know, because you're vulnerable and you don't know how someone's going to, to respond. Are they going to judge you? Are they going to think less of your children? Or, you know, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a strange thing. I think it just depends on the situation for me, but I have found them both. Um, to help me, they're helpful, but they, they are difficult to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we've been telling our story a long time and I've gotten used to it. I've even gotten used to it to where I can kind of steal myself when it gets to, the, to some of the tough parts of the story. Um, and it is definitely situational as to how, how much I wanna share and when it's appropriate. Um, I will never forget how many times we would be in a grocery store line and my two children there, one with very obvious physical disability, and have the person behind me think that they had the right to say, so what's wrong with your child? Mm -hmm. And I assume wanting to hear is a story. And so depending on my mood, mm -hmm. I could use that as a teachable moment, but other times I just had to say, you know, there's nothing wrong with my child. We mm -hmm. just have some medical things going on and then turn around and get my groceries out the door. Mm -hmm. So it's very situational. And then using that story to hopefully create change. Mm -hmm. And so those times when you're in those right environments to do that, whether it's with a physician and creating change in the moment of how they perceive the healthcare of your child to um, larger um, opportunities if you're presenting um, at a conference or whatever. So. Um, it's situational, but I, I have learned to work through the struggles, but sometimes people get me. Mm -hmm. You said mm -hmm. the grocery store line, mm -hmm. and that brings back memories for me because my son wore a helmet, and I remember having the, um, you know, for his craniosynostosis, and it was the cutest thing, and I thought he just looked like such an adorable little thing with his big cheeks. But, <laughs> but I had comments and the snickering and, you know, the whispers, don't ask, and one, I'll never forget, one uh, older gentleman said to me, would you drop him on his head? Mm -hmm. But you know, like those are the moments where I did not have it in me to respond. Mm -hmm. I didn't laugh. I hardly acknowledged him because it just was heartbreaking. Yeah. I think sometimes you don't have the bandwidth mm -hmm. to respond. There you go. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just have to sit and, and evaluate. Um, do I give the 90-second spiel of what we're going mm -hmm. through, or do I just completely dismiss yeah. that you've said something? Um, 
you know, I, for me, um, it, it, it was definitely situational, but I think, um, darn it, when we first started, you know, I felt like talking about it made it too real, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to. Um, I, I withheld what we were going through because it was something about saying it out loud. I don't know, it just, it made it just so real for me. I felt like if I didn't talk about it, I wasn't dealing with it. Like mm -hmm. if, if I didn't talk about it, it wasn't happening. Um, so I withheld it for a long time. Um, and, and I say a long time, but it, I, I, at 22 weeks pregnant, up yeah. through, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't share with our family immediately what, what, what we were told um, prenatally because I didn't want that, I didn't want them to know, I guess, I don't know. It was just, it was a sense of almost a, a shame. I was embarrassed. I don't even know. It was just so many different emotions for me. Um, so I just, I didn't share. When I decided to share, I think that's when I realized you have to choose what you share and with whom you share it. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm, I'm talking about it more and you've got people saying, and I know people mean well most times, but they, oh, doctors, they don't know and, and doctors this. And so, so to some degree, yeah. it's like, now I wish I hadn't said anything because we're going through the, the doctors don't know, but you can't strip away facts even though you believe something different like you have to they have to mesh together kind of you know what I mean like mm -hmm. um and so 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 I withheld again because I didn't want to hear oh don't listen to them you know don't 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 listen to oh. what they have to say they oh, yeah. so they don't like know friends or families were telling you kind of family yeah like yeah. Oh, oh yeah yeah trust your instinct Tr you, you know trust your faith trust yeah your you're, don't worry about that don't they listen. don't know what they're talking about um, just don't listen to what they have to say. And, and I believe that, I'm, I'm, but I also know you have to hear the facts too. Right. And you have to find that balance mm -hmm. of, of what you're being told and letting your faith play, mm -hmm. um, play out. And, and then after Elijah was born and he started to do well, um, or well with what we are living with, um, I didn't want to share because I felt competition. Like when mm -hmm. I when I met other trisomy 18 families, um, and it was all just social media. It was never in person or anything. But like there was this, oh well, your child is doing better, or your child didn't have a trach, your child didn't have a G tube. So I felt like I wasn't a part of the 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 community. Yeah. Right. Um, so I just I. So it's very much situational, um, but a lot of the situation, it's not necessarily not wanting to share. It's really the feedback that you get from the, the people that you're talking to. Yeah, absolutely. And something you said really resonated with me as well. So again, I've talked about it. My kids are deaf, um, you know, but they, uh, they did really, you know, they did well academically. They did well. So I almost felt like I wanted to withhold that because first off, I didn't want others to feel bad, badly, right? Like mm -hmm. I really didn't. I, it, to me, it wasn't, and it's never been about like what they can or cannot do. Like, and so I felt that sometimes some of that pressure of, oh, well, they can do well because of this or, you know, and I just never wanted it to be about that. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted it to be more 
about the experience yeah. and our shared experiences versus mm. what actually they could or could, weren't doing at the time. Yeah, I've had I've had moms, um, and specifically moms, just because of the group that yeah. it is a social media group. I've had moms completely stop responding. Like they would ask a question. Mm -hmm. And I would try to respond to the question based off our experience. You know, mm -hmm. something as simple as, um, you know, are there any moms who puree or blend for your child? Yeah. And so I'm jumping in because we puree all of Elijah's meals and yeah. I'm trying to give a comment or a response. And she stopped responding because Elijah doesn't have a G2. Right. Mm -hmm. But the question wasn't about a G2. Right. The question was about, you know, yeah. something specific. Can they tolerate that I, pureed food? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, it, but that just, it just, it, it gives you this pressure of why, why do I even bother mm -hmm. when you get these type of responses from folks? Um, it, it just, it makes it, it makes it hard. It makes it, but I do believe that sharing is therapeutic. You know, I, I have found a lot of, um, strength from sharing our journey, but it doesn't make it easier to share. Um, There's something, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There's something you said about um, making reality or truth mash, mm -hmm. right? That made me think about my son who has an invisible disability, right? He has autism and he does a great job at masking in school and in social situations. So people don't really see the struggles that he goes through internally and that we go through at home and all of the different things that he's dealing with, sleep disorders and yeah. things like anxiety and things like that. Um, so when I talked or have tried to talk to certain people even certain family members, I get that, no, he's fine. My son does that too. Oh, no, no, he, you're, you're imagining things. Yeah. So they don't understand or can really imagine what I'm talking about. Right. Um, and that's kind of dismissive. Yeah. I don't like that. That makes me feel, you know, very unappreciated, under, misunderstood, or, mm -hmm. you know, my, I don't know. But it's just such a negative feeling yeah. that I have learned with certain people, I keep my conversations to a minimum. I don't respond in the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I've experienced that too because I have a son with very apparent disabilities and a daughter with non-apparent mm -hmm. disabilities. Mm -hmm. And um, what I finally learned to say in sharing my story is saying, especially for her, because that is the exact same mm -hmm. comment. Oh, you're, you know... Imagine. All kids do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, but do all kids do it as much? Mm -hmm. Or you're seeing the tip of the iceberg. I, I'm seeing the 24-7. And to, to just say, you know, the, I, I acknowledge you. I hear what you're saying. And yes, the, the, this is, these are, many of us have these stories of a behavior, especially. It's usually around behaviors. Yes. And I just have, have learned to have to let some things roll off my mm -hmm. back because they are not my daughter's parent. They are not living with us and seeing those things. Mm -hmm. So that story just, you have to realize that there's going to be some of that and, and keep moving on. Yeah. Thank and you. Keep moving on. And, and you know, I, the other part of telling about their successes, I'm proud of my children. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for their successes and their hard work to reach those, those successes. It has not been easy for them. And what that, has been for us, we've had people come up to us to say, 
your daughter has given us hope, her success within the spectrum that is Soto syndrome. You know, we, we're excited that there are those possibilities. And um, um, so that's, I'm okay with telling about her, her successes and realizing there's relativity to all of our stories. Mm -hmm. It's just an all a relative thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was, I was gonna kind of mention that. So I think it sometimes depends upon the community you're kind of rolling around it, right? Yeah. So, or you're part of, um, yeah. that some communities are, have very strong feelings about the way you should be doing things or shouldn't be doing things or choices that you should be making or not be making. You know, I'm uh, speaking from my experience and working with that, there's lots of um, conversations around whether deaf kids should be sign language or not sign language or there, there's just lots of conversations around that and and questioning of parents choices and um and so it's a very difficult community to be a part of um and so i think there is potentially more holding back a little bit mm -hmm. because of that yeah. because mm -hmm. again i i don't want to get into those discussions mm -hmm. because I really do feel that, you know, whatever, as long as parents have all of their information and they kind of look at them and they, they make those choices that work for their families, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you kind of trust that, but um, yeah, so that, that can be hard. I think, I think, you know, that's a really good point. I think, I think that's why people shy away from communities, even if they're, you know, even if it's their disease affiliation, yeah. Um, I think that's why people avoid them because there's this, there's still this sense of judgment when you think and comparison and comparison. Like I, I, I felt. I told my husband. I said I didn't realize that we were entering a a competition. Mm -hmm. You know, my kid's sicker. Or right? You know, no, I absolutely. Didn't, I did. I didn't realize that that's where we were crossing over into. But that's. That's exactly how I felt. I, I, I felt like I was competing. Um, you know, I, I've even had someone say, oh, your child is doing well. My, my kid has the worst kind of trisomy 18. Oh They're all the worst kind. Right, right. No, I know. It's, yeah, it's a dark underbelly of that world. It really is. It is. And, and, it's and, and that's another, when you talk about the rest of the world, they have no clue that those are the kinds of things that we're going through emotionally. Yes. And and because they if they have kids that don't have health care needs, that don't have a diagnosis with that rare tag or whatever, um, they're not realizing that that is the case. Mm -hmm. Or even just chronic care conditions like diabetes or right. asthma. Yeah, I was going to say it's really anything. It's really anything. Any it doesn't kind of have special. to be rare. Yeah. yeah, it's any kind. I've had a similar situation to, to yours, Sarita, where um, I've actually had people say to me, well, she your regarding my daughter who yeah. has Down syndrome, who has visible disability. Oh, she doesn't look like she has Down syndrome. She must have a very mild form. And it's just that, <laughs> those are moments where I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we need to talk. Right. <laughs> About how it works, About, right? Yeah, right. Like, let's go Genetics back to science 101. 101. Yeah. Right, right, right. That, I think, uh, I just, I don't know. I think, I think it's just because they're experiencing something different, mm -hmm. they think your journey is easier when, I mean, like you just said, it's, it's still the same hard road. We're just, we may be traveling 
a different path, but it all leads to Down syndrome. Right. It all leads exactly. to trisomy 18. It all leads, you know, it's the... It says it's, we're all in the same storm. We yeah. might be in different boats, right, but we're all in the That's same right. storm here. We are. We are. Like, there is a, we are not competing. I, 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 I say that all the time. We are not in the trisomy 18 Olympics. Yeah. We are not competing to, to to win the race in terms of you know our kid is doing better than yours right. like that's that is not our goal but I'm telling you that's how folks made us feel mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I believe it so the other part I guess the storytelling too is then f for the greater good and improving and saying let's mm -hmm. hold hands through this storm mm -hmm. let's yeah. all come together through the storm and and let's help those that that don't have the the kinds of experiences to help them learn mm -hmm. and so that's the other part of it is that there's some things you roll off the back and the other thing too is i've also had to learn to ask permission to tell that story some people don't want to hear the story sometimes they're not ready for the story mm -hmm. and then ask permission of my two now adult children mm -hmm. do i have your continuing permission to tell our very vulnerable very intimate stories mm -hmm. I go to board meetings and I'm expected to tell those stories mm -hmm. or to committees or whatever. It's the rare occasion that I hear the medical professional bearing their soul right. and telling their intimate stories. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're getting paid a lot of money and I'm not always getting paid anything right. mm -hmm. to bring that level of unique expertise mm -hmm. and that unique story that they're not going to get from anyone else because mm -hmm. it's my family and my story. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of... Um, bringing people along, but also expecting that there needs to be the respect and, and compensation for our willingness to do that. Well, and sometimes I, when you're in those situations, like again, I've been here long enough, I've heard so many family stories that sometimes it's not my family story I tell at board meetings, but it's really like a collective of yeah. family stories, right? So there's, That's true. there's a lot of shared experience yeah. here or, you know, that I go, okay, well, this is what I've heard. A lot of families tell me this. But I also, one of when you touched on like sharing these very intimate personal family stories, I often think about that. Like, okay, so you've talked to me, you've heard three minutes of a very personal story, but really, that's just three minutes of you know whatever that story was about, right? It's mm -hmm. not that collective. It's not really even my whole journey or my symbolic of our journey or where we are. That was just a moment in time. Right. And so sometimes I think we kind of lose that or miss that in sort of as we go and sit on these boards or, or wherever in public present and we just tell our story, but it's only like, like I said, like it's just piece. a little piece. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's like, I don't want that to define me. Um, or I don't want it to define our children or, or our family or, or other families. Yeah, right. so it, I do think that there is a struggle with that. It is. It's it a balancing is. act of, of, of how you're speaking as that uh, the generalizations mm -hmm. of many families have this versus this one piece of my story very much underscores where we are in this conversation or this piece of advocacy that we're working towards. Mm -hmm. And the stories are not always hard. I've got some very funny oh. stories, joyous yeah. stories, mm -hmm. poignant stories, mm -hmm. but it's when to use the right one mm -hmm. and when to have that kind of global, I'm now speaking on behalf of many families and many stories that have been shared with me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point. I was actually thinking that same thing. I think um, if, I'm, if I'm doing a presence, if I'm speaking, and I'm presenting, you know, I, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, is, is this the three minute, um, 
story of our journey because it fits this situation or you know am am I giving you the full scope of what we're dealing with every day kind of thing and I think I think I think sometimes you know and that goes back to the respect of if the person wants to hear the story I think depending on where in the room I am and mm -hmm. and the scenario you've set yourself up to hear my story mm -hmm. whether you want to or not because, <laughs> because you've like invited that. me to right. the yes. space yes. and so um, if there's no clear distinction of we want the 90 second overview yeah then I'm, I'm gonna share as much as I can to fit the 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 mode, right? The mood, and I'm not going to I'm not going to let you dictate. But that goes back to that three minute, not wanting yeah. to be encompassed in that little bit that bubble. I'm I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity because now I feel because Elijah's story is so different, I need to share yeah. it. Yeah. You know, um, I, if if I only touch one family, um, then that's hey, that's great, um, but I'm not going to withhold our journey and his successes because I feel like somebody doesn't want to hear it. If mm -hmm. Don't ask me about it if you don't want to hear it. Don't invite me. <laughs> don't invite yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, because, because it's his story to share, right. and it's unfair and it's for valuable. me to feel. It, it is valuable. All of our stories are valuable, right. but we're cheating ourselves if we, if we continue to, I feel like I was cheating myself if I continue to let the pressure of nobody wants to hear it or somebody's judging me or this. That doesn't take that feeling away. I just chose that I was going to share. Be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell yeah. myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I heard. Yeah, it is I hard. It. it is. It's still it, hard. And yeah, mm -hmm. it is hard. And it is figuring, mm -hmm. and it is figuring out what you want to share and mm -hmm. what piece you want to give because I, I do feel that every time I do share some of those some of the you know some of our stories that I do give you a piece of me so I feel like I'm trusting you with that yes. and so it's whether you deserve that mm -hmm. that honestly yeah I feel because I, I mean you guys might mm -hmm. find this hard but I really am a fairly private person and I don't like to share some of that or some mm -hmm. of the struggles or some of the worries and mm -hmm. and so yeah so for me it really is. Do you deserve to hear a piece of this? That because I'm giving you a piece of me, yeah. right? That's um, a really good point, beautiful. though. That I, I I'm that. I'm super private like that too. Um, it may not seem like it. I know it's crazy right. the work we do, and we're out here like talking, yeah, and people crying right. over here, and people are gonna think like, no, private, no. But, but I, I'm the exact same way, and I sit and um, because it's important to me to know what are you going to do with mm -hmm. this information? Yeah. What are you going to like, like, am I, am I wasting energy mm -hmm. giving you this from my soul? I'm talking about y'all know we, we pull it from our toes to share this. Am I wasting that time and energy when folks are not doing anything with that information? They're not, they're not, they're not using it to make something better. They just, they yeah. just invited you to check a box off, or mm -hmm. whatever the case may well, be. Well, you know? yeah, I hope that we are the seeds that are getting planted. Mm -hmm. There's times where you feel like that, yeah. but who knows, three years from now, they're going to remember our stories. Yeah. And it's I a hope. seed you've planted now that might not germinate for a long time, mm -hmm. or that pebble you drop in the pond, and you don't know where all those concentric circles are, are gonna go. But um, I, I, I resonate with you, Molly, and, mm -hmm. and saying that's a piece of me. You yeah. now have it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that I hope 
that even just one family, mm -hmm. that there might be something for them there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I, one physician or one yeah. teacher. That's yeah. a vulnerability that Marisol mentioned. Yeah. It is. It so, is. Well, I hold all pieces of you and I freely give those little pieces yeah. of me to you. So um, thank, thank you for being part of this and, um, and, and trusting us with that. So thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you for giving a piece of yourself to me. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. Thank you. The great conversations that we had today is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services as part of the work of the National Genetics Education and Family Support Program. The contents are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the official views of nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.